Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. Hi. Thank Hi, everybody. You for kicking it off. I'm, yeah. So we're going to have you guys here for cheer chat and then we'll... Um, say goodbye and record the rest of our episode, which is called Game Time. Okay, I know it might be the cheesiest song you've ever heard. I mean, Flo Rida kind of went like cheese ball, just like, you know, performing and having like mm-hmm. family-friendly music, but this song is kind of... You do like Flo yeah. Rida like that? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I used... To, well, okay. Who likes Flo Rida like that? Like, I'm not like a Flo Rida fan, but... Della know, says I do. Oh, okay. Or maybe she's waving. Hi, Della. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a definite, like... You could see yourself performing to this song to like hype up some halftime performance or something. This is so cool that people are joining. I know. Okay, so we said we would be on ten minutes ago and it's been thirty minutes, but yeah, trying something new, you know, try something scary. No technical difficulties. (sighs) Okay, so you guys ready? I'm ready. Okay, okay. We do this every time we record. I swear. Oh my gosh! Buckle up, Buttercup, because here we go. It's very loosey goosey. Okay, so. Game time. This is all about the game day experience. Cheer chat. We've got so many different things to talk about because obviously week one of the NFL, regular season's here, all the preseason games are over, and so we're all up on Instagram trying to figure out what everybody's been doing. So let's get with the let's first start. one. Okay. Okay. This one is kind of like your your well, topic. Well, because you know I love when people sue. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> She's an attorney. The former lawyer in me, but there was one brave soul named Erica Wilkins who actually sued the Cowboys last year, right? Because I guess, you know, the time that you invest in going to certain appearances and this flat rate payment structure I think that the Cowboys had where you get like $100 for an appearance, based on the hours that, you know, you're spending there, she was arguing that it's not adding up to minimum wage. And so, you know, you take out taxes and Etc. Etc. A 16-hour day ends up being like nothing, and you know the mascot makes more, which I think we still talked about it in our "Bitch Better Have My Money" episode that we don't really get paid much, guys. It's kind of ridiculous, but you know they settled the lawsuit, and now the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders are going to be making twelve dollars an hour instead of eight, and then I think which getting... that's insane because we're in Seattle and our minimum wage is fifteen dollars exactly. Yeah, it's just crazy to see. We're so progressive. I'm just kidding, but no, (laughs) but I mean, it's more than you know. That's more than what they were getting, and then I guess their game day pay was doubled from 200 bucks to 400 bucks. Steven says we're live. Hi, Steven. Oh, okay. Thank you for reading. God dang it! I know I need glasses. I'm not getting them though. Okay, I'm like in denial. So anyway, we think it's like a huge step. I mean, I, I can only imagine how Erica might have felt going after the DCC, right? But. They are a $5 billion enterprise, people, so they got the money. So, fork it up. Everybody gets a raise. Everybody gets a raise. No, I'm kidding. But hopefully we'll see that. I mean, pay people what they deserve. I think you guys make these programs, so it's better to just do the right thing versus get sued and then have to do the right thing. Right? Yeah, so. and that's a huge increase. Like, we worked out the math. Uh, um, yes. How much <laughs> is like that, It's like 50 bucks an hour for, for, games? for the game. So that's that's pretty good, and I think that's... That's great that she stepped up and, yeah, you know, sometimes somebody needs to get sued, right? I mean, you know, okay. But, um, and the other cool part is just that you need to go listen to Bitch Better Have My Money episode if you're just new to the podcast because we broke it down from like A to Z, all of the financial aspects of doing what we do. So you see how it works? I just sit here and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and Makiba says everything. <laughs> and I hog the mic like this. No, I'm kidding. Oh my god, that's gonna be terrible to edit, but whatever. All right, moving on. Okay. I guess this is my topic too. Okay, so you guys, my latest obsession, all right, is every single HBCU dance crew. No, well, they don't even call themselves crew. How dare I? But they're dancers, okay? So we got like Ooh La La Girls. There's all kinds of other little names of all kinds of other schools, and I'm still getting my bearings right. But I know I used to go to like some of the classics for HBCUs when I was in school, and these women just dance like nobody's business. And I'm obsessed with watching all of their Instagram videos. And now... I'm putting the call out for somebody to please reach out to us if you dance professionally, well, not professionally, but yeah, we want a former cheerleader or dancer from the NBA or NFL who did this in college. We want to get all up into the nitty gritty of that entire experience. I'm obsessed. Please reach out. Well, for the people who don't know, what, what exactly do they do? Because I feel like you introduced me to them, mm-hmm. obviously, and I've become obsessed as well. They're so gorgeous and Okay, they dance just the in the way stands. they move, yeah. and they dance to the band, right? Yes, Only? they do dance okay. to the band, and so the bands are playing like all up to date music, and they're literally like in bleachers. So, I can only imagine like breaking it down the way these girls break it down, like on a bleacher. Like you're, they're dropping it so low, they're popping, like they're just the sexiest dancers ever. Doing and layouts, layouts, that just unreal, and like you're. I mean, I saw one girl like holding on to the. Kind of holding on, cheating to the bleacher, but you're all they're all serving business to the chicks on the other side because at the games they'll have both teams. And so they're like dancing and like giving eyes and serving face to the chicks on the other side of the you know oh. field. So that's what all that's about. But they're just so the confidence that you have to rock to be just like all eyes on me, strutting through plate like they're just everything. I'm sorry. And sometimes they go like one at a time and they take their turns yes. and then they do things as a group. It's it's, it's really cool. Yes. So look at who we have followed recently and get a whiff because, um, not of me, Brittany, <laughs> but um, it's it's just, I want to talk to you. Please reach out and we will have a whole episode dedicated to being one of those dancers. I really want to get my nomenclature right, but like wh- everything. What is that? How did it help you become a pro dancer, cheerleader, whatever? What are the auditions like? Because exactly. I feel like that's not a very typical dance style. So exactly. how do you prepare for that? That's what I want to know. And they have shows about it, like the little kids, like dance and dolls and all these kind of crazy ass shows on TV that I kind of watched for a minute and it was freaking me out because these are little girls that are like freaking doing these drops and it's crazy. It's amazing. So I'll shut up now, Brittany. But if any of our followers <laughs> are an HBCU dancer or have been one, definitely reach out. Um, Please, we're like very this curious. season, season four, I, we have to have an episode. Boom. Okay. okay. On to kind of a refresh from <gasps> Fresh Off the Runway episode. We have some new uniform yeah. alert. It seems like Dallas Wear has kind of taken over yeah, man. all the uniforms, and everybody has, like, new uniforms this year, so that's kind of crazy. And let's be real. Dallas Wear has a very distinct style, and, I mean, when looking at, like, all of the accounts for people at home games this week, it's like, Dallas Wear, Dallas Wear, Dallas Wear. So I kind of feel, like, I love it, but then I'm also like, um... You know, they're very kind of sporty, very sleek designs. Like, I'm feeling it, but I'm also like, dang it, where's the glamorous? Oh, oh. someone's down for an HBCU episode. I Hell love to it. The yes. Okay, that was my... Oh, it's Danielle. How was Monday Night Football? Oh, my gosh. Okay, you guys have been on TV a lot, little Raiderettes. You guys have been, like, serving all the action with the slow-mos behind the scenes. So you guys are looking bomb. You look so good. So good. I can't believe you guys, like, just started your regular season. You guys just look so put together. And Seriously. good job getting rid of Antonio Brown. I mean, let's be real. He was going to be. <laughs> he was on the Raiders? For like five seconds. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he froze his foot and then didn't want to wear a helmet and 
Now we've He's gone. been all over the place. It's hard for me to follow it, honestly. He is such a diva. Okay, anyway, whatever. We digress. But let's just, we're going to link every single uniform that we're talking about in our show notes. So you might want to take a look if you do not know. But the Charger Girls. Yeah, I want to talk your, about them. Because they're like, uniforms are my favorite. I think they're so sexy and yeah. so classic. I didn't know this, but they only had that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so for them to kind of change it and to see it, it was like, no, to me, <laughs> it's very, no, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's very athletic, and it seems more like an outfit that you would wear while you're interacting with fans before the game, mm-hmm. and then, boom, you change into this glamorous outfit, and you're out there in the field yeah. and just living your best life. Um, it's pretty casual. Yeah, it's very, like, the cutest workout gear that you would want to wear in your favorite sports team. Not that it's not a uniform. It just looks very... And we have a problem with the gold shoes, so obviously their colors... Our gold. Yeah, it was very um, like ease on down, ease on down the road. I mean, I can't sing, but it was the just Wiz. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, because it's gold versus yellow, so it was a little off putting. But um, I think they could use an additional uniform to their arsenal, but uh, I hope it's not replacing. Yeah, true. Somebody let us know. Oh, yeah, God, what are people ooh. saying? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, okay. So Steven is saying that the Seagulls don't have a calendar this year. What's up with that? But I know, yeah. you know, they're. Seagulls are no longer, so it's the Seahawks dancers. I don't know if they're going to come out with, like, a magazine. Well, they have these cool trading card-ish oh, um, photo cards that they give out that are free, so you don't have to buy a calendar. Speaking of which, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I saw. Oh, okay. <laughs> I purchased. Okay, this is why we need Sneak you guys. Peak, right? To, yeah, we need you guys to um, donate to Patreon because we want to buy everybody's freaking calendar. I know that we, you know, communicate with some of the cheerleaders one-on-one, but I did buy... Washington Redskins magazine. There's a whole list of people's magazines that I want to buy, or magazines, calendars, whatever you guys are doing, but we kind of need money. <laughs> so, <laughs> or if you want to donate your calendar uh, to yeah, us, send you can it to us. send it to us. We will gladly send you our address um, so that we can talk about it and give you guys shout outs. But I think a lot of teams have been doing some really cool and different things, so we kind of want to see it. Not where we would like discourage people from buying it, but we want to see it. We can't yeah, buy, like, 26 different calendars. Exactly. That yeah. gets expensive because yeah. the Redskins one, it was 50 bucks. Uh-huh. It's a magazine, so I'm expecting Don't to... we get the friend discount? I know. <laughs> Friends and you family. You asked for that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're excited. Can't wait to get it and can't wait to talk about it. Um, but, yeah, I think the Seahawks dancers are doing a different giveaway for fans to collect the cards. And they have, like, an action shot that they're doing, and... Yeah, people can sign it. You can collect all, however many there are, thirty-eight, seventeen. Who knows? But, and maybe that's coming in the future. Maybe they'll do like a game day action photos, but they need to go through a few games before they can get that content. Right. And you know, they're actually—I don't want to skip over some really important uniforms, but they're actually oh, we'll on our to, list. Yeah, they are. So might um, as well talk about them. Talk about yeah, them. let's talk about them now. So mm-hmm. they have a new top and skirt that we saw for their home opener. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a little confused at the color choices just because we always thought that more gray should have been incorporated with the Seahawks, mm-hmm. you know, Seagulls uniform in general because that's our colors is the wolf gray, the navy, and the Flying action green or whatever yeah. they call it. I can't believe I remember those names. I but, know, right? Um, it seemed very navy and white, which right. is fine, but it just is like, wow, where's the green yeah. now? It seems like it's missing that element. So. Right, right only complaint it has like an open back and it seems very modest up in here but we, you know did you guys not see that they got like soaked and rained on mm. on, on Sunday poor girls 
But looking good out there. I mean, they're nice, strong, bold designs. Um, shout out to Laurel. We're hoping to interview you at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, she is the designer for the Seattle Seagulls, also working with the Seahawks dancers. And so it'll be interesting to get her perspective on, like, Design, creation, yeah, and putting like, it together. Because she does it all by hand. Exactly. Herself. Yes, from beginning to end and for hella people. So wondering how the Dallas Square person pulls it off, too. I mean, they've been growing, and they're everywhere. They're in the NBA, NFL as well. I like that NFL used to have its own distinct style to me than NBA, and now it all just looks like one big pro Dallas Square family. So I'm looking for uniforms that stand out. So people need to get up on their exclusivity game and hopefully pay for something that can't be like duplicated because now we're seeing like, ooh, somebody said something. It's Steven. So Steven's saying that he believes the Seagulls are supposed to be there for the fans and they're distancing themselves from the fans. Well, you know, the Seagulls are no longer. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that. (laughs) My heart is a little broken. But I think that they're actually interacting with fans more as the Seahawk dancers and it's really cool to see and meet the guys mm. because we don't you know now that we're not on the field or part of that organization we don't know them so True. you know True. meeting them in person and getting to know them is really awesome and well I did see I mean not to be like I'm taking Steven's side but you know we're throughout the game see? so first game that I went to first preseason game they were out in the concourse near the pro shop and Somebody went in to take a picture. It was like a man with his kids and stuff. And, he, you know, everybody puts their arm around you. And But the dude who was, like, guarding them, the little pro staff oh. people, like, stepped in like, no, no, sir, can't do that. Just kind of, like, kiboshed and in a weird kind of way. It was kind of like, oh, damn. Like, it's not like he was trying to, like, grab a booty. Then, yeah, you can, like, regulate. But listen here, staff at CenturyLink Field, you're getting a little aggressive in general because the game that we just went to, I tried to get somebody in trouble because he – gave me like a police pat down and told us to keep it pushing in the freaking tunnel. But <laughs> Do anyway. Do not touch Makiba, okay. <laughs> no. But yeah, I kind of felt like it was a little, they need to kind of like maybe whisper to fans as they're approaching and when they're taking the picture, like, you know, we just ask that you don't put your arm around the girls. Cheese, you know. It, anyway, so I don't know. I think hmm. it's going to be, a, it's always a fine line of trying to be accessible. Before the games were really busy, so it might be kind of like you're not seeing them out as much because they're different promotions going on in the stadium or whatever. We're going to talk about game day and what it's like from the minute you arrive to when you leave. So maybe that'll give you some context, Stephen. So kind of still on the um, yeah, uniform back to changes. Well, let's give a shout out before we get off the Charger Girls. Okay. Kristen Aguza Halawadi. I'm I was probably checking say. up her name. Yes. from the, She's done everything like Pro She's Bowl. director? She no. is the new executive director of the Los Angeles Chargers entertainment team. So congrats to you. That is amazing and exciting. And the interview invitation is still open yes we need to get a hold of her but now she's super busy so that's gonna be that's gonna be hard um and it looks like she has a crew of people so jada and our girl patricia was there like happy to be part of the team so hopefully they're also part of her like assistants yeah that would be really cool somebody let us know what's going on but really exciting to see and thanks steven we wish we were still there too but we had to retire yeah and i there's no coming back no i'm kidding (laughs) i've gone too far in the wrong direction (laughs) I mean, um, look at us. No, I'm kidding. Okay. All right. Back to new uniforms. Okay. So then the Miami Dolphins have some new looks as well. Kind of a mock top with a skirt. Yeah. Um, they kind of have like new shorts and like long sleeve combination. Two of those. Mm-hmm. I felt like they looked more cheerleady than, yeah. um, let's say, the Charger girls' new uniforms. Outfits, yeah. Um, sure. But you weren't a fan. 
Just because well, personal preference, you don't like mock I don't tops. like mock necks. So for me, I didn't feel like it, that mock tech mock tech knob the mock neck <laughs> this is why we do not record the mock neck top to me is not always very flattering kind of like how I feel about the jets top but you know for the itty bitty titty committee girls like it's just kind of like yeah. well and then it like gives something for your double chin to really bounce off of <laughs> because you know if you have more of an open neck you can't tell where the double chin starts and your neck connects see Okay, no, I'm okay. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think their shoes were pretty neat and interesting. I mean, it's very colorful. The Dolphins colors, I do like that they really are bringing them forward. I feel like their older uniforms were very, like, white, um, but you're getting all this turquoise, teal, and orange, and, you know, so lots of variety. I mean, uh, maybe they listened to the Fresh Out the Runway episode, and they're like, let's, no, I'm kidding, that's not what happened, but they had a lot of different variety for their outfits, so... Mm-hmm. I feel like I should take these earrings off. If you guys hear this in the episode, it's because <laughs> I, I move too much when I talk. Anything else about the dolphins? No. <laughs> now she's not moving her neck. Um, now we need to move on to the Patriots. Okay, so yes. they had the crazy uniform. I didn't know. Well, I'll let you reveal it, I think. Well, this okay, so discovery. I send Brittany this picture, and it's like just the picture of the uniform, and it's this like crazy, weird, wavy, stiff-looking it's um, like the Dole Lady, like, fruit hat, like, oh. sleeves. They're okay. very... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looks so rigid. But apparently they're literally wearing, like, a light-up contraption. And I don't know who really is the originator of this. We've seen, we post, we talked about on our Fresh Out the Runway episode. There were cheerleaders in um, Australia that had light-up palms and their uniforms lit up. And then we saw the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders for their holiday outfits, like, the stuff lit up and, you know, so... The light-up thing is a thing now. That Obviously, the Patriots were on Sunday Night Football, and they have the Rihanna, who's going to run this town tonight, and they're, like, slapping their palms against their little hips and stuff and, like, just totally strutting. And one of their guys was strutting, too. I was loving that. Maybe, in fact, it's probably the guy that I stole the video from, Steven. Probably. I think that was you, Steven, so get it. But it was a really cool intro because, obviously, they're coming from the lit-up tunnel, and they're, like, strutting out and marching out for... Sunday night football to kick off, and then it's, like, dark in the arena. We could never do that stuff because we're outside. We'll link it so you guys can check it out. But we love that people are doing pulling out all the stops for uh, week one, and obviously if you're on primetime, you better do it big. True. All right, we talked about Seahawks, Tampa Bay. They just kind of had a new skirt. Yeah. Um, but it's along the lines. I feel like they were kind of the first sporty. team to go sporty and yeah. wear the leggings with the tennis shoes, yep. which I personally like. Just surprising just because the color red I'm not very drawn to, but I really think their outfits are cool. Yeah. Um, and they're changing it up a little bit. I just think, you know, cute workout outfit. I don't feel the glamour. I want to, not like it's it has to be glamour, sparkly, yeah. but it just give me something that's I guess the NFL vision for me is going away, and it makes me sad. Okay, so. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the Saints, though. Hello, Saintsations. And thanks for not changing your name to, like, New Orleans Saints Dancers. You have male dancers on your team mm-hmm. now, but we love the black Dallas wear. One piece, hello. Like, it's so much more flattering, I think, than the white one. And the profile shots came out, and everybody was – you're just seeing all kinds of cute curves, and it's, like, flattering, and – I think they did your old one, so I'm not trying to knock that one. It's just really, this one looks better to me. I love it. Oh, who is it? I think it was like the Hawks. No, not the Hawks. What do you call them? The Falcons have that. Maybe there were some NBA teams. But, like, you know, everybody has a onesie now. So, anyway, but it looks good. 
Somebody just waved. Okay. Well, Stephen wants to know the best uniform in the NFL, and I highly recommend Fresh Out the Runway. It was yeah, Stephen. That was our season finale last season, and we all gave our favorites. We recorded it with <laughs> our girls from uh, that we've danced with, so everybody picked their favorites. We gave the whole rundown on all of them. I I forget who my favorite one was. Matter of fact, I think it was the 49ers because they had a really liquid black oh, leggings bodysuit. Body mm-hmm. It was so cute to me and sexy. Yeah, you have to listen to find out Britney's. So that's no, nope, nope. We got more for chit chat. Couple more things. Okay, who watches Good Morning America? We forgiven Lara. Oh, okay. I don't watch it anymore either. But apparently they had a Make Your Monday special, and the Carolina Top Cats were involved because they gave this local cheerleading coach, who also works at a local hospital. She volunteers, and she has five freaking children, five. And her husband hooked this whole thing up to give her the day off. And so the Top Cats. Ended up surprising her on her front lawn, and they took over her cheerleading practice and work with the girls. They sent her to the spa, and they posted some of the routines in their story. So I don't know if it's still up, but it was really cute. We'll link the video. She was totally caught off guard. Can you imagine being on your couch? And then they're like, and now we're about to join so-and-so, and and then you realize the cameras are in your house. That's literally how she found out it was kind of cute. Oh, man. I I mean, this is me after a long day of work, and I still had to fluff it up, but (laughs) I couldn't imagine if they just busted in my house. I would feel so gross, but that's awesome they did that for her. She was like, I haven't showered. It was cute, (laughs) but it was really, you know, she meant it. It looks dark. Are we still, like, I only have 5% battery, guys, but that's fine. I think we're about done. Yeah, you're about to wrap it with the thing that you really wanted to talk about. So So last bit of cheer chat before we move on, and we'll let you guys, you know, get off the Instagram live. We're going to talk about... I was watching the U.S. Open, so I'm a big fan of tennis. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know Brittany used to play? She used to play. I used to play tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, Rafael Nadal is, like, super cute to me. He's kind of balding, but he's still cute. Okay. Um, and then Serena always kills it, right? So yes. they were having this commercial play, and it's basically hashtag women worth watching. And it just really resonated with me because mm-hmm. it was basically explaining that only 4% of sports – is coverage is of women's sports and it just made me really sad and I think it's kind of like what me and Makiba have been huge advocates for is that women and girls who don't see you don't see us on tv you You don't don't see see us on tv you're not necessarily going to these games to actually see them in person so right and cheerleaders are athletes so I just thought that that was really sad that basically they're begging girls to start playing tennis because there's not going to be a U.S. Open in 10 20 years if nobody takes tennis seriously as a younger kid you know as a younger girl so the commercial gave me goosebumps as it usually does but it was also really enlightening and sad and Mm -hmm. um, I just think it really is pulling on the fact that it's not that we don't want guys to be part of dancing or cheerleading it's more just we wish there was something for us and something for the girls to really aspire to because we're athletes as well so I just felt like we really need to be celebrated and I think we should incorporate hashtag women worth watching for Hell yeah, let's do it. So Let's definitely do it because it also just shows the imbalance of power, right? 4% of all coverage. Think of all the sports networks, all of the social media. Like there's, I mean, we need a women's sports network. And I think there are some movements to really try to push the stories of these female athletes out there too. And we just got to support one another. I think those are the things that you attach to when you're younger. And you like, I want to be like that. I'm going to be that next person. And I just think without the visibility, I mean, it's a little bit better you don't have to rely on like the major networks to get news anymore. There's YouTube. There's all sorts of ways to find out about it. But we got to support these sports. And they, they, their argument is nobody goes to it or, you know, nobody watches it. But we, they are worth watching and we should all watch. 
Boom. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's it. That is Cheer Chat. And I wish now we got to like figure out what the hell people said in case there was something that we needed to respond to. But check this. We will look. (laughs) And then when we start recording the game time episode, we will address your commentary. But thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I mean, this is like literally how how we do do this again. I mean, I really, we tried. I have hair, I promise. But. Thank you guys Thank so you much. Thank you for participating. And, and listen to Game Time on Wednesday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's going live. Boom. Why Bye. am I saying boom? Can I just not? <laughs> we just came off of Instagram Live. We sure did. Is this going to be a regular thing, Makiba? Should it be, Brittany? I think it should be. You know, like 97% of our listeners spoke to, or was it 92? 92% of our listeners wanted to see more like behind the scenes and video stuff. So. Uh. We did. But our recording schedule is so random. It so is. let us know if you guys, I mean, we'll try, but does it help to kind of have notice? Like, oh, every Sunday, you know, the pro cheerleading podcast girls are going to go live and do mm-hmm. cheer chat, or if it's okay, if it's just kind of sporadic. Random. Um, we know you guys are probably at practice, but, you know, we can definitely try to get our shit together to, like. But we'll save it too. So it'll be up there for 24 hours yeah, if you so do if you miss, miss it. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just but it was fun for us. We need for glasses. You. We can't see, you know, who's joining all the way. But good job, Britt, trying to call people out because it's cool to interact with people. And that was the whole idea was to be able to hear from you guys live. And if there's something that you really want us to cover in the rest of the episode, hit us with it because we'll announce the topic and we'll give you a sense for like what we are hoping to cover in that episode. We totally forgot this time to ask you guys if there are any game day traditions that you want us to talk about on this episode because it's called game time and. We're going to walk you through the game day experience from our perspective. And for people who are new to our space and want to know what it's like, we're going to get into it. But there's so many cool things that other teams do that we don't know about. And we haven't traveled there for a game yet. So we want to hear about it. It can be after the fact. It's cool. Yeah, we'll just kind of fill them in maybe in cheer chat like we have been with the uniforms and just, you know, changes in pay and what have you. So we're always updating you and referring Mm -hmm. back to episode that follows it or covers it more exactly extensively but yeah so game day is the most exciting part of being a professional cheerleader whether yes. it's nba nfl like that day is just you know nervous butterflies all day but it's the most fun too right and let's be real you've been practicing all summer whether you've been like in training camp hell or otherwise like practicing in like a practice facility dancing for your directors and your coaches, but not really having a true audience and in a game day setting. So game day, as it approaches, is like, it's the best feeling, like you said, because you finally are performing for 60,000 plus people. Man, that's crazy to think back on. I know. But kind of preparation, we'll go in depth about more like what practices were like too, maybe in the future, Mm -hmm. but... We would always have a killer practice, um, the practice the game before the day game. practice. Uh, okay, get, let's talk about that. Okay, so let's just set it up that we have a game on Sunday. Yes. And we always practice Tuesday, Thursday nights. So Thursday night, you knew you had to pack your boots. Yes, the white high-heeled boots. And that Do you not forget to them. know your stuff because yes. we were going to get killed, basically, that- with content and the music and... Like, if your ass was not in shape for that game, that practice Mentally was, and physically. Yeah, that practice was going to get you right. I mean, luckily it wasn't a weigh-in night back in the day when they did weigh-ins, but 
you know, you really ended up, I mean, I never counted how many calories were burned or whatever, but that practice was so intense and it was always, but it always felt good because when you were ready for that game day practice, you're just showing off and granted it's for your director and like one other person maybe to see, but you just feel prepared and you're like selling it, but it sometimes it's hot in there and you're really just, they're mocking the whole game day for you. So you have to turn around with your backs to the game, right? Or like not your backs to the game, you're looking at the game and so your backs are to your audience and so they randomly play music and you got to turn around and know what to do. And it's like a quiz, pop, not pop quiz, because you know but what it it's is. coming. But yeah. So like, let's say we have, um, we always get sent kind of a sheet ahead of time too. So we know what, what dances are coming and we have things called, so yeah, I think I'm getting too in depth, but basically no, we terrible. have about, what'd you say? 15 dances that mm-hmm. are short. Mm-hmm. And then we have two or three big performances and then a come out. Yes. So it, each game it changed, but imagine basically condensing. Sometimes it wasn't condensed if we weren't looking right, but yeah. like a two-hour practice condensing four hours worth of dancing in Into those two, two hours. hours. Without much break <sighs> in between. I have goosebumps thinking yeah, about that. Yeah, no, game day practices were no joke, but you just feel like this is it, and it really does, you know, marking things and setting things and understanding your spacing so that when you have your field day practice on Sunday – because this is, you know, you're resting on it a few nights. That's Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Um, but you're showing up Sunday morning, and you really need to know your stuff by Thursday. Yep. To not have a shitty field practice, which can happen if you... Sometimes, did you did you practice in between that Thursday night and Sunday at times? It depends. Like, if there was a dance or something, something I'm, I'm struggling with that I felt like I was struggling with on Thursday, mm-hmm. it definitely gave me a few days to revisit that and make sure it was clean and perfect. Right. But then sometimes you practice that one so much, the other ones fall to the wayside yeah. and you kind of, it's just, a, it's a balancing act, you're, you're honestly. You always have to know your stuff and game day practice was definitely one that would test how prepared you would be, how well you know your music, how well you know all of your, I mean, because... By the time you get to the actual games, you have accumulated so many dances and so much material. And so keeping it straight, knowing how different dances end, like, you know, you might do the same dance a couple different songs and each one has a different ending, palm up in the air, palm down. Like it's just... Or some start within four eight or count. an eight count. Yeah, exactly. Um, knowing four your and endings. To, yeah. So it's a lot of pressure, honestly. Yeah. But you bring it. And you do. You, and it's fun. And you're dancing with your squad and you're, you know doing all the transitions and stuff. So it definitely gives you the sense of what game day is like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why am I nervous talking about it? I don't know. I'm have nervous no too. Games, but, yeah, that's true. But it's exciting because this, especially the first, whether it's first preseason, I feel like there's even extra pressure for the first regular season. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Like the regular yeah. season game is like, no, this is for real, for real, because people are actually in the stands. It's not like the preseason where people aren't really like, they're kind of in and out. Yeah, they're, they're just not there like, to be there. And... They get there, like, maybe not exactly when the game starts, but I feel regular season games, everybody's in their seats, ready for the show to begin, and... The Seagulls and Seahawk dancers kick it off, so... Yep. Basically, we do a performance, and then the game starts. Yeah. So, did you have a ritual in terms of packing for the game? Because we also had many different uniforms and combinations and palms and, you know, makeup and hair and tights and footwear that we all had to pack. So did you pack the night before? So I started falling off towards the end. (laughs) Same. I did a few morning of those stuff into the suitcase, which never made me feel great. Like I would make a, okay, this is how cheesy and old maybe I am. I don't know. But some people like, you know, typed up the list that they would go off of. 
but I would handwrite in my little notebook my list of what I needed to bring because sometimes it would change, right? Sometimes you needed a little something extra, whatever. So I would handwrite my list the night before and then something gave me a lot of joy in like scratching off each thing as I put it in my suitcase so I knew I wasn't forgetting anything. So, you know, towards the end, I was going off of like the last week's list. You know, I didn't forget anything, but I just wasn't really... That used to be part of like, I am prepped, I am ready. And just like, yes, I used to do it the night before. And then I started getting old. <laughs> well, and I would do the same. Or like, mm-hmm. let's say there was a piece of your uniforms that needs to be cleaned. Mm-hmm. And I had it hang drying. It's like, you cannot forget that piece because you've bathroom. been drying it in the yes. bathroom or what have you. I did the same thing. I definitely preferred like writing it out and yeah. crossing it off. Yes. Every game and like making super notes like, this is a special game. Make sure you remember X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, and then sometimes towards the end, I was so disgusting that I would leave the stuff in there from the game prior. No way. And then just make sure it like smelled okay and then <laughs> zip it back up and <laughs> wheel it on out. No. That's I mean, so that's, bad. But like, I'm a disgusting human, so. No, you're not. Well, I mean, for me, like if I didn't, if we didn't wear the uniform, I would just like leave it in my right, garment yeah. bag too because it's like, you know what, it's the same shit and I know what's in there and. But yeah, I mean, you're literally like hauling ass with these huge suitcases, garment bag, like your practice bag. So, I mean, you're moving into the stadium for the day. So yeah. having making sure you have everything is key. Yes. So how do we get to the stadium? Because there are some pampered little teams out there that actually get bus service. I think they must meet at their practice facility or something. And then they take a nice chartered bus to the place where they have the games. We drove ourselves. Yes. (laughs) We saw you Oakland and Dallas. No, I'm just kidding, but whatever. It looks fun. It looks like they're bonding. And, you know, we have limited parking just in Seattle in general, but I'm sure Mm -hmm. that, like, Oakland and Dallas seems like it's kind of its own little planet out there. Seriously. AT&T Stadium. We're coming to you We are. Yeah. I want to so bad. But, you know, maybe parking's kind of limited, but we got two tickets per game to give away to family or friends. Mm -hmm. And then we also got a parking pass. So our little hustle was my boyfriend at the time, fiance, what have you, he would drop me off and then he would go find parking or sometimes, because he got there so early, he would drop right. me off and then go find parking or use the pass. And then after the game, I'd be lugging my stuff through to the streets to oh, wherever no. he parked. But oh, I, I really have... wanted to cater to my parents because I love them so much. Yeah. So I'd give them the tickets and the parking pass. Got you. But... Yeah, I so, always use my parking yeah, pass. Yeah, you use your parking yeah. pass. It's like I'm giving you tickets that, you know, depending on the game, have a pretty significant face value to them. Yes, and we were not allowed to sell them or you would be in serious no. trouble. Yeah. But not nobody would, but. Nobody had. Well, at least not I, I never know. did. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's kind of like you can pay 40 bucks for, for, for your parking. own parking if you want to be real close because right. I gave you two tickets. Okay? Right. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, for the people who get to take a nice chartered bus, but I wouldn't like that after the game is over. Like, right. I would just be like, okay, I want to go home now. I don't want to, like, get to my car. Or and do my to... own thing. I was hoping yeah. to stay. Maybe there's nothing around the stadium, but, like, I wanted to meet with some friends, have dinner. Now you got to go all the way back and then sure. all the way back. Yeah. And maybe they are able to separate and kind of get to it. But it does seem, like, really cool just to be hyping each other up, and it's kind of like a bonding experience on the way. I was seeing that in, like, the Dallas Rhythm and Blues Instagram or somebody's. I don't know if it's like an individual dancer or the team accounts, but then the Oakland Raiders look like they get bus too. So it looks kind of cool. That's super cool. I'm jealous yeah. of that. And it looks like a nice bus, not like a cheese bus or something. You know, right. Cheese. But we had to get there four hours before kickoff. Yes. So if it was a 1 p.m. kickoff, we were there at 8.39. Yeah. And you would basically park 
where some of the fans had already, they're already there. Tailgating. And they're in the elevator with you, and you have all your junk with you. Mm-hmm. And you have to somehow get to the very bottom, which is like special access, right? And you have a badge. So you yep. have a badge. You have that, credentials that have credentials. your name on. Okay, I did like that moment of like, okay, now it's getting real. When you get your credentials, you your game day stuff, in. you have to wear it in. Because it's, you know, when you think about like how secure these stadiums are these days, like, you have to go through security, and they actually open up your backpack, well, your backpacks, your suitcases, and, you know, look they through look it, through yeah. it, you know. and They do and, it to everybody, so. Yes. We're always told to obviously cooperate and get there in a timely manner so you're not, like, brushing and having to wait in that line for security because everybody who works through the stadium goes through it. Right. I mean, it makes you feel a little more secure about being there and yeah. dancing. I mean, honestly. I mean, no active shooters in the stadium, please, thanks. Okay, after getting through security, I think I make friends everywhere, but I used to love seeing kind of the behind the scenes of what all goes into game day. So even just like watching people reeling all these carts around of food and stuff and just saying hi to people and, you know, just kind of understanding like everybody has to show up there at some probably crazy hour to actually stock this place with enough food and drinks to like feed 60 plus thousand people so it's kind of I used to enjoy kind of seeing that like I loved walking the halls of the stadium before everybody and their mama was there yeah same but it is crazy to think we had to be there so early but we weren't the first there was people that had been there hours already yeah so that's definitely true and you know there was always uh, certain people I'm not sure exactly what their position was but they would always say like good morning ladies or you have a good game ladies and you're like yes here I am walking into the locker room anyways oh yeah but you feel like you own the joint like yeah I mean you know my big head that's how I feel everywhere oh I was gonna say that you can't show up without makeup on right so right you are basically arriving in our field practice which we'll get to outfit Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like our warm-ups we're all matching and you're also having to have a little bit of makeup like practice level makeup not game day makeup which is but don't look busted Zhuzhed. just because it's 8.30 in the morning on a right. Sunday. So that was a little rough for me. It's like sitting wherever I'm getting ready and like slapping on makeup that early. It's always yeah. rough for me. Well, yeah, that wasn't my favorite part of getting just ready to leave the house. I luckily live so close to the stadium. So for me, it was, you know, I didn't have to wake up super early to be able to do all of that. But I will never forget field practices where our director wasn't exactly pleased with the amount of well, because Makeup there's photographers and there's fans sometimes already out there and they're snapping photos. So if you have a tan body and a white face and yeah. no eyebrows because you haven't filled them in yet, like... <laughs> or just like no lip where you just look ashy, crusty. You look kind like of. you just woke up. <laughs> but I could see why. Like you're just... This is just the polish, the dusting off or the practice. I mean, granted, the field practices would be a practice, but uh-huh. you should definitely look the part, I think, already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. So then you would walk into our locker room. Yes. And oh, I remember our lady who guarded our door to yes. make sure nobody would go in. I wonder if she's still there. I always wanted her to love me, and she didn't. Oh, of course she did. She I was don't just. Know. She was Filipino. Yeah. And she only, like, talked to you and Jelly. I would be like, hi, how are you? She'd be like, hi. You know, and just, like, open the door. And then with you guys, she'd be like, oh, my gosh, hi. Like, hug you. And I'm just like, damn. People don't like me like people love no, Makiba. that's not true. It's true. It's okay. Oh, my gosh. It's all in Brittany's head. But, yeah, maybe. And, of course, I'm like, I don't remember her name, but she was so sweet. She was and She the was sweetest. there every single game. She basically guarded the door to make sure nobody or announced, like, hey, gentlemen coming in, because we get in to our lockers and... Stuff starts coming off. Yeah, flying, flying around. Me. You're putting things away, what have you. So, you know. Yeah. 
you, you needed an you. announcement if there, were, <laughs> if there were men stepping into the room. But usually our director would kind of talk us through that part if we needed to cover up. Yeah. And let's talk about lockers. Okay. So we we don't have the cool DCC like assigned no. with our photo or names or anything. And the it's a free for all. Sorry, the rhythm and blue. They have it too. They have it too. There's yeah. something in the water in Dallas, like five billion dollars in the water in Dallas. <laughs> um but yeah, we had the most basic behind like straight up sports locker room that was just blue metal and nothing cute about it. And you just made the best of it, and people would set up shop and put all their stuff up in a cute little way. But and you rarely changed. Like once yeah. you picked it the first game, that That's was your yours. So if you didn't really like your spot, you were kind of begging people or like, "Hey, can we share or yeah. move over?" And Makiba literally had three lockers to herself. Okay, <laughs> did you forget that? Did you I forget did. that? I did. I did. Okay, wait. So when you first come into the locker room, there's like lockers to your right, and then there's a little bathroom, and then some more lockers to your left. I kind of took two lockers on the right and a hair station locker on the left, but nobody was in those spots, so I figured, why not? No, it's true. But it was very But I wanted to be next to you, so it's like, you get one, Brittany, you get one. (laughs) I'm like, shit! (laughs) But you know, you just, you make it work. I... Why did I have two? What were the other two? I so, think it was kind of like my nice clean stuff, my practice stuff, and makeup because you don't want makeup, makeup on to your spill uniforms. on yeah. your uniforms, and then your hair station. <laughs> She's a diva, okay? Has anybody caught on to that? <laughs> and then my outfit for later because you know whatever. Not oh, that yeah. I was like totally. Oh, we through. need to talk about that. Oh yeah, people doing the most leaving the locker. That's locker talk. That is okay. Locker talk. Fine. But um, but yes, I did kind of take up a little bit of space. But we did have our little pedestrian row um, of our girls that we, you know, that's just your bonding time because there is a point, hopefully, where you get to relax in the locker room. And yeah, yeah. But the whole point is you set your stuff up, and then you got to get ready for that field practice. It's usually like nine fifteen, so you're either stretching. Most of the time, it'd be like raining in Seattle, so you try to stay inside the locker room as long as possible so that you're not getting soaked. Right there for field practice. And we're split into four squads, so typically right before field practice. So let's say we do need to be out there at um, 9.15. Mm-hmm. We should have clocked in at 8.45, let's say. So it's understood that you're going to meet out there at 9.15. We got in trouble so many times because we weren't, weren't out, out there, there right on the dot. Our oh director was waiting, you know. So Because she doesn't have time there, to walk up and down the stadium to come back to the locker no. room to grab people. Like we so need to be out there. not on time. But in between that, so I know you have to show up ready because it's basically like meet, with, set your stuff down, get situated, meet with your squad. Squad We would leader. go over things, mm-hmm. you know, the dances, anything that seemed like some hiccups, the practice before on Thursday. And then it would be like, okay, grab your palms, let's go. And so we would head out on the field. Yeah. And if you were still trying to get your life together by then, you just feel rushed. You never want to feel like super rushed through on game day because if you have a really cool field day practice, then... It, you won't be out there for long. Like, if you're out there long because you're either having to wait for national anthem singers to warm up or different things that kind of come up, then the fans start coming into the arena, and then they're watching you practice, and it's just kind of, like, awkward. So yeah. you want to have, like, a smooth get it done and get it back in the locker room. And it yeah. cuts into your actual get-ready time if you take forever, too. So you want to, like, hurry it up. Right. Because we have a detailed schedule. That's what I'm saying. It has all the dances. It tells us when we need to be where and who's doing what. And we're going to basically follow a schedule like that. So you walk out on the field. 
you would kind of pair off to the corner that you're going to start in. Yes, because you rotate every yeah. quarter. This is getting, this is really There's logistical. A lot to, this is like, why I was like, this is a good episode because there's so is. much stuff if you really break it down. like, And it's not just for people who don't know, but it's like, we want to hear from you guys of like, yeah. what differs from the game day routine because there's so much to it, it's not even funny. Right. Go ahead. Like, let's no, say you're, you start to the right of the hawk's nest. You got to realize that we end the dance the opposite corner, opposite side. So if you're one of those girls that's walking by herself because you didn't, didn't follow your attention. squad leader yes. oh after my gosh. come out, like, man, none of these words probably make sense. But anyways. Well, explain that. Because, like, when you have your quarter change, you're dancing in an end zone, and the way that you run onto the end, into the end zone for the dance is not going to be the way that you necessarily run off, depending on where you're rotating to. So there's always a time where somebody's not paying attention and they run off to a side and your squad went a different direction because they knew where they were supposed to go. And it's hella embarrassing to like be that one person walking with your hands Pom-poms. on your hips. You look like a bird just yeah. like working your way across the field. Yeah, and you're like trying to smile and like play it off, but it's very obvious. So you just kind of have to know the flow of the game and paying attention to... Gosh, so let's, okay, so so many times because it's Seattle, it'd be raining, and they paint the end zones, and sometimes we couldn't touch the letters where it says Seahawks in the end zone, so a lot of times when you're setting these dances in that field practice, like, you're not able to touch the end zone, so you have to kind of mark with your eyes where you're supposed to be. That part gets a little, I'd never, I mean, I always felt a little jinx when we couldn't actually touch the field. Well, and that's another thing is our our IPF where we practice, indoor playing field, does not have the same markings. It has zero markings. It just has the yard lines. So that's our time to be like, oh, I'm on the corner of the A Mm -hmm. in the C, Hawks part. You know, the beginning, the first A, I'm over to the corner, to the left, and you're looking left and right. And right, when you can't touch the paint because they just wrote Seahawks on there, you'll ruin it. Uh, you have to stand behind it and pretend or just eyeball, like you're saying, where you're supposed to go. Yeah. And that's what field practice is for, is to mark everything, make sure the music sounds good, make sure the song... Your lines are straight. Yeah. I mean, and it's the same thing in the middle of the field with the Seahawks logo. There were times where it was either roped off or you couldn't touch it because they're trying to wait for paint to dry. Like, why couldn't they ever get their... Well, sometimes we have Sounders games. Right. The so they'd have to convert the whole field from soccer to football, but... Sometimes I felt like like you really could have painted this another time. Or why don't we have a covered stadium? Everybody thinks it rains nonstop here, so why wouldn't we have a covered stadium? It's supposed to be a competitive advantage for our opponents to like have to play in the rain. Really? Oh, okay. But still, whatevs. Whatevs. <laughs> Over it, it'd be so nice if we had a covered stadium. But, but well, yeah. Well, and then let's talk about some awkward things. So let's say we're doing our big come out, which is like the kickoff to the game. We're just practicing it, though, in field mm-hmm. practice. You're still going full out. You ran out, you lined up, you did it, and you're breathing heavy, and your director is up there in the stands, and she gets on the mic. Yes. And goes, who's to the right? To the, is that Brittany? And you're like, <gasps> and yes. then it's like, oh my gosh, what is she going to say? Either it's like, that was good, but okay, that never happened. Um, but it would be like, <laughs> you messed up, or to the right, or to the left. Yeah, or, because you're out of a line when you're traveling. Oh yep. my gosh. And depending on what she said, it would be like, do it again. Yeah. So you would sometimes do the huge, lengthy come out, full out, three or four times. Yes. And then you move on to the next thing to do three or four times full out. Yes. Depending on what kind of practice it is. And everybody hates you deep down inside. And Not that's like, where the yelling at each other, line, look, line, yeah. Akiba, get line, you know? No, you never wanted to have a crappy field practice because mm-hmm. you, 
it throws you off. And I mean, sometimes you're having to make adjustments. And so, and that's part of being a professional, right? You just deal with it. But, you know, a lot of that is just really stressful when you're going off of kind of nothing to guide yourself. You're using your peripheral vision and you're also just hoping that you're just doing it all right. And you can be dancing your ass off and just be out of line, or it can look like you're out of line from a different angle and perspective. So it's it's a lot of pressure. Or you really are out of line because you're dancing around a barricade exactly. to not touch the paint. So you actually don't really know exactly what you should be looking at because that's how I gauged it. Yeah. I would be like, I'm looking, seriously, I'd be like, I'm in the right spot if I can see this row of seats and it says two, one, two or Did something. Did that throw you off though when there were a lot of people? I was going to ask you sometimes like what you set off of because... I used to base it off of what ad that I would see on, like, the... Yeah. the But that would change. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they rotate banners. And so, like, finding the right things to spot off of. And, like, when there's a whole bunch of people, sometimes you can't see those numbers too well of, like, the stands. And so, it gets stressful. But if you, you know, whatever you're guiding off of better be the thing that keeps you straight. Especially when there's a kick line in the come-out routine and you need to be in a straight line or else the kicks are going to look wonky. Yes. That was very nerve-wracking. Very. Okay. Well, we just got more to details. Practice. I know, right? No, but it's very, this is a time to get it right. And if you have to adjust, then you just have to adjust. And that's your last time to touch that dance until you're doing it live. And sometimes we would run out of time and it would be like, well, that's that. Head on in. Sometimes it'd be like, you're done, head on in. And you're like, whoa, that was super fast and easy. Yeah. Um, and then you would run in, basically, and they would have food ready for us. Was this not the best food you've ever had in your life? Most of the time, absolutely. <laughs> but it really was just like some fruit and some sandwich preparations and some veggies. Cold cuts. Cold cuts. Sometimes they were different colored cold cuts. Yeah, I mean, like blue, it would be ham. bad. We were grateful for whatever. They used to order us pizzas after the game until nobody was eating them. I was eating them, so I don't know what happened to everybody else trying to get some. I like the pizza too, but when they were doing that, it was like rookie second year, and I felt like I can't be walking out of here with like pizzas in hand. I felt uh, judged. Well, I was always the last one out of the locker room, so I would take my time. Like we just finally can be still and everybody just would be like Bye. Zipping and zapping. And I'm like, I'm going to sit here on my behind and just be still for a minute. And, ooh, there's food. I'm going to eat. I don't know. Because sometimes if you go to a restaurant afterwards and you're waiting so long for your food, I'm hangry by the time the game is over with. Like, I need to put some fuel in my tank. Yeah, because anywhere close by, yeah. even towns away, you know, there's a bunch of fans eating as well. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of a yeah, long that was night. My, I was sad when the pizzas went away. Yeah. So me we, too. Me too, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, I love pizza. No, okay, so after your field practice, the director would kind of talk you through whatever notes, adjustments, how That's you right. looked out there, if you needed to pick it up, blah, 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 or you get good feedback and, you know, just go into Keep the locker room. Yeah, because you are, that's what you're paid to do. So she shouldn't have to coach you through or he shouldn't have to coach you through how to deliver, you know, in a full-out manner. Right. So you just bring it and then you're in the locker room getting glammed up. Well, yeah, and sometimes you have other jobs. So before kickoff, um, they would split the squads up. So let's say squad three and two are selling calendars. Well, mm-hmm. one and four would never dance together. <laughs> yeah, that's the shorties and the tallies. Yeah, true. But, yeah. but you would get split up and have different assignments. So you kind of do, if you have a bad field practice, you kind of do have to hurry it up oh, and man. get ready sometimes and get you, glam. Yeah, and less than 30 minutes to do it. Less than 30 minutes to get your hair done. And if it was a rainy field practice... How are you going to get your hair dry and now curled? 
I mean, a lot of times I'd be like, F it to the wind. That's the main reason why I would always try to do as best to full game face makeup as I possibly could. So then just add lashes, lip, and touch up. Because that rain, though, it would, you know, if I need to focus on my hair, then I need to just make sure that I'm doing very little touch-up for my makeup because that's going to take some time to recreate the magic, to, like, dry my hair, get it together. Like, I'd much rather have not the most amazing makeup because it wasn't touched up by the makeup artist than have some busted-ass hair. Right. Yeah. And we did have some backup. We had Mm -hmm. maybe, like, two hairstylists and then two makeup stylists, but they were just there for touch-ups. Like Everybody abused that and sat down there like they were at the salon, like it was their own personal appointment. And I kind of, some girls really didn't say anything, but you were supposed to be like, I just need a quick curl on the ends, or can you just put on my lashes real quick? But the makeup artists and hairstylists didn't want to send us off looking half done. Exactly. So it was a combination of, if you let them do your full face, they're gonna. Exactly. But now, we used to pull off um, paper towels in the bathroom with a Sharpie, write yes, our names. Yes, to write the names of order. So it's like if you got there the earliest, then you're luckier first on the list. Exactly. So it kind of paid off to show up first. Mm-hmm. But um, people definitely abused that perk. And yeah. I started not using it towards the end because oh, it wasn't sure. worth it. Oh, for sure. It wasn't worth sitting there and trying to check in. Like I always would try to use it for lashes because mm-hmm. I still to this day suck at putting the suckers on. But, yeah, it was just not worth the angst of, like, am I going to get in? Am I going to get in? I needed to be able to do my own stuff. And I'm sure a lot of people do their own stuff. But, right. you know, some, it's a perk that you might want. And sometimes they, you know, like, there's little things that we're going to have, like, our episode with a hairstylist for hairography and whip my hair episode. But, like, sometimes there's just little things that they can do to make it look better in terms of, like, the way it all ripples down and, like, in the back, from the back view or different products. And people go in there and spray their own stuff and make do. But... You want to feel like you got your glam. Okay, and so we've eaten. We look cute. Our hair is done. It's time to go make that money. Girls don't let the money make you. No, I'm just kidding. But you go, you go out to the stands. Not the stands, but you go to your various assignments. You sign autographs. You sell calendars. You might perform in like their interactive area. We call it Touchdown City. But how did you feel about like Touchdown City performances? You had it easy if you were performing in Touchdown City. Well, it was, again, kind of a give and take. It was a very quick in and out. You did two dances, and then you would come Five right minutes. back. Yeah. But the the surface area that we danced on was slickery. So if we yeah. always wore our boots, so the boots, plastic on plastic, it kind of wasn't a good combination. <sighs> it was always scary. If there was a lot of technique with kicks or turns, I was praying for our lives. But luckily, I never heard anybody, like, biff it. You know, nobody ever oh. fell. But good. You know, I, I, but did they, you ever it, witness that? No, but people slip all the time. People always say it, like, coming off of it, like, oh, my God, I slipped. It was so mm-hmm. slippery. And then because of the stage, it's like one of those constructed stages, I felt like our boot, you could just hear our boots clonking around. So. Or the whole stage would, like, move if there was a move where yeah. we're all going back, at, like, side to side or something. I don't know. It was secure, but you never felt really secure up there. And you're giving away a calendar. It always felt a little bit like... People are looking at you like, what? I mean, I don't know. Like, it's not like a real pep rally. People are just waking up and kind of like starting to get their beers in. You know what I mean? So they're they're not, they're still out there tailgating. Like all the party animals that you would want to perform for are probably outside. True. So it was a little kind of like, okay, here we go. And nobody's like really checking for you like that just yet. Except family or friends who'd be in front row. Yes. You know. That's us now when we go to games, like screaming at them, but... But it's exciting. You get your jitters out. You know, you do a dance. You feel like you at least performed. And then... You're done. And then, then you get to go back and kind of rest and 
continue on with getting pretty because sometimes in between the performance or selling calendars, there's another uniform outfit change right. for the actual come out. So you get time to do that without getting makeup everywhere or just freaking out over it. Yeah. Because sometimes if you didn't sell your calendars or you you know lost track of timing to get back to the locker room, you're a lot more rushed for those last few minutes. And then you line up in your squads. Oh, my God, I'm getting, like, so many chills. You line up in your squad line. You totally skip selling calendars. Oh, well, there's not much to say because it sucked. Yeah. You were handed a huge stack. You had to carry them yeah. and try to sell them to people. And it was basically frowned upon if you came back with any. So you had to sell about 20. Yes. And sign them and take pictures. and. But it's exciting because you start to get the, the vibe I'm of like, the fans sucked. coming in. No, but no, it, was it was fun. It was fun. I mean, I think sometimes you just are thinking about the game. So you're like partially in the moment and partially like, I wish we could do this later because I'm am thinking about performing. Right. I mean, I always felt like I was kind of like half there, half there, half not because I would be as it got closer to knowing that we needed to go back. That's all I could think about was getting back to the locker room, and getting my mind right for the performance. I guess. Yeah. So now you're in the locker room and it's time to line up in your squad line and you check each other, make sure like everything's in place. You don't have runs in your tights. That you don't have lipstick on your teeth. What else did she use to check for? Earrings, lipstick color, making sure it's the bright, bright pink. The girl yes. about town from MAC. Make sure nobody looked too red, too pink. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just kind of checking uniforms for errors. Make sure the boots are clean. Nobody forgot anything. Right. And then we all take a group photo. Typically yes. it was the makeup Susan. Oh, makeup artist yes. Susan would always take a photo. And uh, then we're off. We're heading down the hallway to the go to the far march. north end. Yes, the long march to our tunnel that we made our entrance out of. And here's here's where I kind of wish that we did things a little differently. Like, I like watching games for other teams where they come out of a tunnel that's got, like, you know, some elaborate contraption with a, lo- with a logo or whatever it might be. Like the players do. Yeah. yeah. I want to run out of a player tunnel We should have come out of the player's tunnel. It would have been a lot easier to get to, hello, because it's right. right by our locker room. And that part seems really exciting. What was our entrance? I it mean, was the northeast corner. Yes. And so we're sitting there in the tunnel so fans can kind of see us as we're waiting. And then we kind of do like a walk-on. Mm-hmm. And I think they changed it so they're getting out there a little more jazzy. And now they're coming off from the side. So who knows what's going on for the rest of the season for the Seahawks dancers. But... That was our way of entering the field. And so you're just like walking. So I had my little walk, my little stride. But, you know, you're kind of like just rallying and you walk along the, the goal line until you get to your spot. And then you're there waiting to start your dance. You're skipping stuff, girl. Am I really? Yeah, we would do the mile walk in the hallway between us. And it felt like it was a moment where I'm not very religious, but you would always say a prayer. Oh. We would lock arms yeah. with our pedestrian crew or That's whoever true. was. Okay, I'm totally skipping. You are. This is the good stuff. Okay, okay. You're jumping to the part where everybody sees it. Okay. So, there we go. Yeah, we would walk down the hall. We would say a prayer or like, we got this, you know. You would always, you know, hope oh for no injuries and just like a winning game. And like, it always motivated me and like, oh, you really? know. Yeah, I got my really prayers, spiritual during my that My prayers moment. are like really like. I'm talking to my homie. Yeah. Hey, God, just, like, let us not bust our butts out here. It's slippery. It's wet. You know, keep us warm. You would lay in some stats, too. You'd be like, let LeJohn James do this. And, 
you know, I swear to God, if, you know, come on. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. But, no, it was such a, I have goosebumps thinking about it, but oh, it was really? just such an emotional, like, I loved it. and Oh, that makes me feel good, because I really was scared. There would be just... girls from the way back running up to connect arms with us, because oh, they loved your prayer, and just, God. like, well wishes for the game. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just a ton of calm nerves. Do you like how we would, like, clack, 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 yes. clack, when we feel like racing? Because sometimes we'd be chilling in the locker room a little too hard, those pictures would take a little too long, and the director would be like, oh, my God, we're late. Run. Like, get over mm-hmm. to that other tunnel. And so you have your high heel boots on. So you're like, dear God, please. Don't let anybody fall in Because you're just wanting to, like, hurry the heck up and get down there, and you got to hurry up and line up. And, and there's, there's a- not, like, nobody in this tunnel. There's people, staff people. They're yep. moving food. There's the, the golf referees. carts. There's referees. Yep. There's Blue Thunder. There's, you know, special guests there's the military lined up with the flag right ready to come in after we perform like it is madness and so it if you're running you're running yeah but then we would get to to the tunnel entrance and we would put our palms in and cheer seagulls one two three seagulls and then we would line up and um, get into formation right that is the proper way to think this up. Thank you very much. I'm like, just get out there. <laughs> well, probably because uh, this episode's already like three hours long. No, but. it's not. We're, I mean, but this is like, this is the stuff that I think, for, especially for people when you retire, like this will help you soak up like every little freaking ounce. Like you should just be out there living every single second of this because <laughs> this is what you'll miss when you're looking back on it. And these it's are moments memories. that you like take for granted. So... Yes, we're taking you through every little ounce of it. Okay. Yes. So yes. we would line up at the north end zone on that line, mm-hmm. and um, the announcer would say, and now, and now introducing whatever year it is, whatever seagulls. But did you ever lead that line out? Oh, yes, and I have a picture to prove it. I love that moment. Right, it's so it fun. Never You're the first happened. one out. Yes. Sherry's there, our director, like, counting you in. And yes. Just, she has the biggest smile. She like did. It made you pumped up for the game, too, because it just was, like, an encouraging. Like, this is our time. Like, yeah. This is what we've been busting our asses for, and this is your moment to, like, live it up. And it's that smile, like you said, that's that vote of confidence, like, you guys got this. Go kill it and so yes the time leading the line out I forget what year it was it might have been my last year it just felt so good because it's just like yes and you just strut out there and like you're about to get a show yeah the whole thing oh that was my, my favorite yeah did you lean the line out too I did a few times yeah. and I think one year it was actually like the lineup stayed the same oh for like five or six games even uh-huh. they were like we're just gonna set it and that's what it's always gonna be to oh, like nice. help with whatever yeah so the formations were built off that line at the base and what have you so I got to lead it out like a bunch one year really yeah fun I'm jealous fun I did not want to lead the line out for the tunnel tunnel for the players (laughs) to run through because that would give me anxiety because you'd have to like make the tunnel straight and you're aiming off of a freaking seahawk nose it's it would always scare me I never wanted to lead that damn line out but the other line yes yes so we would do our huge big performance and Everything's choreographed, so even at the end, we stand up together, we make two lines that directly exit to the Mm sidelines, and then we line up for our tunnel. So then we would make the tunnel for the players to run through, and that was, it never was right, I felt like. No. That was never, like, spot on, because we don't have a straight line, we're doing diagonal from the yard lines, and girls are jumping around so excited, and they're not paying attention, and so it gets kind of messy, but it was fun. 
Oh, yeah. Like the fire, they have fire tubes, and then like oh, the players are running by. Your you think those guys hairs? are big? They are huge. Oh, my gosh. Like I'm a ginger beast, and they're like five <laughs> times my size. They are big guys. It, it would give you a, like a jolt of electricity because you, sometimes you could just feel them running on the field. As, right. Like all of that adrenaline from the crowd going crazy. I used to love that Earl part. Earl Thompson. Oh, Earl Thomas? <laughs> no. Is it Thomas? Did I Earl say Thomas? Thompson? You did. It's okay. I'm drunk, no, <laughs> but yeah, just the Legion of Boom and like the. I just feel like the good old days. It's yeah. sad to say, but we had such a cool team and got to experience such amazing players like run through our yeah, tunnel with like, their with amazing. their own like you know vibe. Richard Sherman would come through and like, are you not entertained? Like this whole pose, <laughs> and it was really really cool just to feed off of their energy in that moment. And sometimes they would lead with like the offense or the defense, but. That's when I started getting crazy. Yeah, that's when I would get my like. I mean, granted, you just performed your big come out, so it's exciting, and you're just ready at that point because your body's warm and you're feeling it. And then I think it's just like that kind of pipes down. The players take their place. Pete Carroll runs out. Yeah, and they're just like Seahawks, and then (laughs) then you like get all serious and you put your palms in your left hand. You turn towards the flag, and that like that's when I would get emotional again. Jeez Louise, I got more emotional than I thought. Aww. Our national anthem is beautiful. It is. Well, sometimes there'd be people who sing it a little. But you still were like, uh. You just keep that smile on. <laughs> I don't care if it's uh, freaking Fergie out there. You have to like, that'll be that one picture that makes it where you're like. <laughs> what? <laughs> scowling because somebody hit a note. But no, I would get emotional too. I mean, you have either a flyover happening or. Oh, we forgot the, our mascot. Tama would fly out too. Oh my gosh. Gives that me actually chills. kicked off the. The guy's running out of the tunnel. tunnel. Yep. So our bird, the Tama the Hawk <laughs> bird. I'm sorry, but it's kind of so lame. What? Tama running I out? I mean, it's cool, but it's like, I wish it was like the Broncos where they have like a, a lady like riding there. I'm going to take my horse <laughs> to the hotel room. That is one hell of an entrance. That's badass. Like we need a flock of seagulls or something. <laughs> Just coming out like, Rah! and like, I don't know, hand us our palms or something like that would be like fire. Not oh just one God. little brown bird. Like, ah! it's like, oh, okay, Tama. I love Tama though. I do too, but, but it's it is not epic like a horse. It looks really, <laughs> it's not a horse, <laughs> but it does look cool when they really zoom in on it and get it. I mean, just watching it soar and go, I mean, I They should put I get Tama on that. a horse. Like have Tama ride the horse out <laughs> and then like fly up and dive. It would make it more, yes. Like, Hire me, game day or experience. Or a bigger, Tama just needs to gain some weight. It needs yeah, to be or, a bigger hawk. Or like tie some streamers to his legs. <laughs> Animal control is going to be coming after us. Animal cruelty. Um, but anyways. I used to get emotional over that. Anytime I see that damn hawk, I get, I want to cry. Like I, I think feel, it's going to pluck my eyes out. Really? Birds scare me a oh, little okay. bit. Because they look at you and they're like, ah, and you're like, oh my gosh. I love the picture of us with Tama. No, it's Before cool. Torchlight. And I mean, anytime I get to see her at it, or him, it's a guy. I always say, say her. Tama's a girl name. I'm sorry. It is. It's a girl. But I always feel like that's a good luck charm yeah. whenever I get to touch him. That's true. Yeah. It's a soft little bird. Okay. Tama's but, awesome. Tama's Anyways. Awesome. Okay. But every, other teams do have different entrances <laughs> onto the field. And some of them look a little fun. Like, you know, where they have actual choreography for when the guys run through their tunnels like they do actual cool moves versus just rally the whole time which I think looks really like sharp. Like the ripple with the guys. Yeah I like that I don't I mean you know jazz it up a little bit. There's so many different things to do you know. Yeah depending on the setup of the field. Yeah. But 
after the national anthem and all that stuff pops off, we have a game day tradition. You guys have to write us in or write us in, whatever. Write to us and let us know what your game day traditions are. Yes, we will write back to you. But we would raise the 12th man flag and like one end of the stadium at the top and we'd have some local legend or somebody famous that comes and does it and they throw the rally towel and then the whole place goes nuts and I that used to like that cool. moment. I love that moment. You did? Yeah. And so it's always inspiring when you see, you know, famous people that come out, they have their little jersey on and they do get a highlight reel and it's like the same music every time and yeah. it's just like really serious and then it's like dun 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 and yes. we're like Woo! It's exciting. I mean, in those moments where you're really like watching the fans go crazy, that's when that's what would feed me for that day, just because the energy in the place would really start to pick up, and it just gets more and more intense. You go to your corner with your squad, and then you're throwing some towels or some random pom poms at people, but then you're just ready for the game to start. Like at that point, I'm like game on. Like I want to yeah. watch the game, be all up in it. And then anything can happen, you know? The DJ can play any of those songs that we practice on Thursday at mm-hmm. any order, at any point of the song sometimes, yep. and you got to pick it up, look at your squad leader, turn around, face the stands and the fans, and, and get it going, and, and kill it. it. And kill it. And let's talk about, like, how sometimes, you know, other teams get to perform, like, in that small squad, like, on the numbers, like, on the 10-yard line or on the 20-yard line. And it seems like they do that. I don't know if those performances are timeouts. Like, I think different teams do it differently as to what performances are, like, just on the sidelines versus, like, out on the numbers, like, during the gameplay. Because you can see sometimes the players out there. And I'm like, I used to love going out onto the field. So you couldn't put us out there enough. I I mean, loved it. it. And I love seeing, even on social media, which is, I think, why we should probably start shouting out our favorite performance of the week. Because it's like... When they actually get footage of the the small squads dancing together on the yards, like you get to see all the transitions, you get to see the lines. There's so much to appreciate as to how you look as a small squad, which to me is more fun to look at than when it's like the full team performing, you know, in the end zone. I agree. I got more of a high doing the numbers with my squad than in the end zones. Yeah, because it's like they're really looking at, you know, eight people versus like trying to find you in a sea of 28 or 30 people, which... Anytime I feel like the spotlight's on my mind, and there were just the camera guys that are like, exactly talk about, like, just put me in a high. Like, I'm flirting with the camera. I'm flirting <laughs> with whoever players are in front of me that are, like, looking. Like, it's just all, it's the all about me show. All of it. Oh, my gosh. And I felt like those dances were more fun and shorter. Right. Where the big performances, there's so much pressure to, you know, stay in line, and there's so much more to look at, and, you know, your whole squad's dancing, so that's harder to coordinate yep. than a group of eight. Exactly. So, they were And funner. if you really had a cool squad, you feed off of each other more. Like, I love seeing that more than anything is when you're watching – a squad perform together and they all are just like feeling themselves and they like look at each other. I don't know. I think it just makes the performance that much more like you look like you're having fun and I want to join you. Yeah. And it just, it shows. Absolutely. I love dancing on the numbers. <laughs> I think we've already talked about like our favorite part of the game, the two minute warning second half where you mm-hmm. get to, where we used to like storm the field and every girl would get a number or be in the end zone in a section that's just for you. And you would do this kick ass routine and just like oh it was the most fun thing and they don't do it anymore they might bring it back you never know i hope so it was so fun we do it at weddings and everything now we totally do traveling circus no i'm kidding but one thing i thought was interesting and i would love to hear what other teams have in terms of traditions like we had our 12th man tradition but some teams have like an actual fight song with a dance that they do like the eagles have their 
song, and I think the Redskins also have some Hail to the Redskins song. Who else has, like, fight song stuff with an actual dance, like, kind of college? You know, isn't that college-y? Yeah, I didn't fight go to college. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I went to me- community college. They don't have fight songs. But I, I Save thought it was me a- money. Rah, rah, rah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting that, like, because to me that reminds me of college. You know, it was at Georgetown. We had a fight song that we would do, and... You know, you're singing it and stuff, and I'm glad we don't have anything like that. But at the same time, it looks kind of fun. It's like a tradition. So let us know if you guys have, whether it's a flag raising or anything unique. Like in Oakland, when oh, we went to the Oakland true. game. That was cool. They light the, whatever the hell that was. I'm a Raiders fan, through and through. I Since love it. that game. <laughs> I love their stadium. The vibe is just party, party fun. And they better not lose that when they move to Vegas. Like, oh, right. Ugh. It's probably going to be times All 10. All foo and stuff. I think. Or just really crazy because people are like drugged out. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> but if they lose that party vibe, I will be so sad. I think it's an Oakland thing. Like, I'm sad at the thought of them relocating mm-hmm. yeah. and having this super nice stadium that nobody can afford. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But what did they do? They lit the torch, like a yeah. huge bonfire that was on fire the whole game. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. That's why we really want to go. Patreon plug to go and watch you guys perform. I really want to be able to soak up other teams. I wish I did more of that with going to away games when I cheered, but... We didn't have time. We sure did not. I mean, come One on. One game, maybe. So, we're trying to get to you. We're coming to a Raiders game, period. Yeah. Period. Okay, I'm so over that. We won't say it anymore. Okay. <laughs> So I sent you, I think, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Like, you know, because sometimes they have drum lines and you have to dance with them and perform with them. And it's not like the best because of where they could be performing from. Like sometimes they would be up at the top of the stadium with some mics. And you're, yeah, yeah, and you're like having a drum line and you're having to dance to it. But they had the cutest performance with their drum line. It was all choreographed and like very like marching band style. I was I thought that that they should get a little shout out because... What a way to incorporate the drumline into your performance where they're getting some shine. It was like to haul a back girl, and so it was really cute. It I think we tried it. With- We've tried it, but it's never been very successful. So for a team to do it and do it very well was really impressive. Yeah, we'll link it below. Yeah. We're going to go down memory lane of some like major moments. Obviously, you know, from having primetime games where everything we described times... 10 because you're it's late at night it's Monday night with anxiety and intensity Thursday night football and it's you know bright lights big city it's kind of like you better have your I mean it's not even like that I just think those games there's a different kind of stress because you had work they got the cameras on the zip line zipping across your head and you're just like oh my gosh and then it's like on you and you're like I am on tv right now yes they they didn't post it but (laughs) it's just it's a added pressure for For sure. sure Yes, you definitely want to feel your best even more so for that game. And then you pull out your hardest stuff. Not like that stuff's actually going to make TV. I never know why it's always like that game's like the crazy game because they don't they show slow-mos of us moving or they barely show us and like the fans might see it, but it's not like the same kind of exposure that you're thinking about. But sometimes they do like those pre-game shows and the girls will get to be like rallying in the background i always wanted to do that we're gonna get into some of the things that really stands out from like worst weather favorite performances stuff that we've seen on the sidelines people getting chewed out i mean just the stuff that we get to see that the fans probably unless they're really paying attention don't because they're the best seats in the house yeah so i loved being 
like on the ends of the squad. Mm-hmm. It kind of stunk because you felt like it meant you weren't good enough to be towards the center right. of your squad, but you got to be super close to the players, yeah. whether it's the away team or our team. And it was just so interesting to, you know, people hear that stuff when they're mic'd up, but I'm hearing it every game. Exactly. And it was just really interesting to see them or you'd be like, oh my gosh, there's Russell Wilson. And he's just like watching the game and he's three feet away from you. Yeah. You know, it's hard not to be starstruck. And that's why I know he has buttery lips because I've seen him (laughs) three feet away. Okay. Okay. No, but you do see the interaction with the coaches. You see when people get yelled at, you know what I mean? Like I'm so nosy on the sidelines. Like I am all up in it without being like too extra with it but I live for that stuff like I am paying attention to all kinds of little stuff drop popping off and you know there's people warming up and you You know know what I hated though what is it the center that hikes the ball yeah they'd be practicing that I know right and they would be practicing it the distance that they need to be whatever the hell and like it would be if you weren't paying attention you would walk into or dance right into the line of the football and basically get impaled yeah no, that was not cool. And the kicker and, like, just all those people that were oh, doing all we those warm-ups. Oh, and we had that Walter kid. Which one? Oh. B-Walt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, and like he him? was, no, that year that we had him, he practiced the most obnoxious next to me. Because really? I was on the end that year, too. And he was just, like, he was not very nice. I'm sorry, I'm just putting that out there. Oh. But it was very, like, can you, can you please move? Like, I'm practicing. Like, he would say that to me. He was a wide me. receiver. What was he doing? Oh, oh not you're talking B-Walt. about the kicker? Yeah, the kicker. Oh, somebody else. It wasn't B-Walt? No. Okay, edit that out. Okay. What was it's his okay. name? You, um, you're not talking about Halushka. No. That's our guy. You're talking about the different dude that came in. The guy from the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yes. What's his name? Who blew it? I think it's I, something B-W. Yeah. Why well, I feel bad that I said B-Walt. It's okay. Leave Whatever. this in because, yes, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> No, but I mean, there's a lot to pick up on the sidelines. He did not really fit with Seattle. And so here's the thing, guys. I mean, and I hope all you people out there who are actually at these games, to the extent you're not soaking this stuff up, start to. Because this is like exciting, interesting stuff. Like you should know your players. You should like just I'm at sorry. least. No. <laughs> but like just watch. It's almost like a soap opera on the sidelines. You're right there for it. It's like real husbands of the NFL. You could just get so much juice and just stuff. From the sidelines. And the visiting teams, too, you know, oh, when yeah. it's like... I like watching people like, get I know I don't want to say any names, <laughs> but like Cam Newton. Yeah. Oh, when he totally pissed off our fans and like did some bull crap, he like walked right in front of me and somebody recorded it on TV, but I was actually snarling at him because he was so disrespectful with it and I was just like, you're a fucking asshole, but in my mind. Right. But I think it showed on my face. But yeah, like they do, they, they talk shit, they talk shit to our fans and you're having to sit there and like... I hate you guys, but you can't really, like, say anything or do anything. Yeah, but I know you definitely did, but, like, I was watching the game. I might not know names and stuff, but I knew if we did well, this was, like, uh, 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 like, math, right? Yes. If we do well, we'll go to the Super Bowl. Right. So I was, I knew the rules enough to Mm -hmm. know when we were doing good or, like, if he should have made that catch, what have you. So, like, sometimes I couldn't help it, but I'm reacting, and I'm like, oh, "Oh, like, you know, oh, yes. moving around because you wish that they were catching that or yes. it was really close. And so you're like dipping down, like catch it, you know. Or just stomping your feet. I would stomp my feet a lot, like whether it was good stomper. or bad. Like I would, I literally have my hand motion of like pushing my arms down and stomping my foot. And, but I miss that because that's when you're, you're so close to the action. So if you guys are not paying attention, get with the program and like really soak it up because it's the most exciting and the best seat in the house, period, point blank, in the story. And there's, 
just too much not to peep it. I mean, you get to see, I mean, who wants to see injuries, right? But like no. Tyler Lockett, when he broke his leg, I mean, shit's going down on, I mean, they're putting their bodies on the line and they're, you see it all firsthand. Dreadlocks and nobody tells cold. you how to react to that. I mean, we're not taking the knee. You just have to stand there. Um, Sometimes they're dumb and they play music and you feel like you're dancing during oh, maybe yeah. somebody from the other team's getting injured, which always will feel kind of crappy rude. and rude. But yeah, but yeah, you're like you said, you're just kind of in that moment. And you always hate to see anybody get carted off. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. yeah, we've seen some stuff. We've seen some stuff. We've also seen some like amazing plays. Like you were there. Was I? Weren't you? <laughs> when, you know, our fans like broke records with. The noise and the... I wasn't there for Beast Mode, Beast Quake. That 2.0? was a year before... 2.0, I think. Yeah, 2.0. That's okay. what I meant, because that was before us. When we, yeah. Yeah. But it's really cool to experience those types of moments. The interception by Did Richard Did you ever Sherman. feel like doing the volume, like your arms, like, come on, louder, which probably wasn't very girly, but I did do it. Yeah. Did you feel like it worked? I mean, kind of. I felt magical, and I was like, <laughs> every time I did that, I was like, oh, my gosh. I, they're getting louder. I can hear it. Well, because there's a certain, that movement really does kind of, we're really small out there, but I feel like that one actually shows, like, we're actually moving and trying to, like, get people into it. So I, that was the go-to move. When we're on defense, it goes apeshit in CenturyLink, and I don't know about everybody else's stadium, but, like, we literally can't hear. I still, to this day, I don't think hear very well because of cheering games at CenturyLink Field. I mean, those moments where you maybe don't realize that you're a cheerleader, like you're doing whatever you can to hopefully make people make noise. And remember the fan who like is goes nuts? He's like in the uh, south freaking west end zone. and he that has whistles? Like a, whistles, has the like freaking do-rag on, and he yeah. like literally... Has I, he a looks towel like and he like he looks like he's having it. a heart attack and all kinds of convulsions. Like he gets so angry if people around him are not like getting into the game and making noise. I loved watching him. Me too. And he has a very distinct whistle. You could hear it throughout the stadium. Yes. It was like toot toot. It was toot. really annoying. I actually I had hated a, it. Yeah. No, I didn't love that part, but I loved watching him lose his shit a little bit, always on the sidelines and. I mean, we had such great fans. Like, you have fans that, you know, you see every Mama game. Blue. Yes, big, low, and just people that you see in the South End Zone. So, I mean, we just are saying all these things because you have your stadium, you have your people, you have your fans, you have your players, your coaches, you have, like, all the staff. Like, you know, paying attention to all that stuff because there are people – I used to try to figure out, like, what people's jobs were mm-hmm. based on – you know, they all have credentials and different numbers and little letters on their stuff, but, like, trying to figure out what they all do and – I would be talking to people. Luckily, I didn't get in trouble too much. But, like, I just found it so interesting. It's such a cool little environment to watch, like, at play from the minute that game is on until it's over. Well, I had one photographer. um, I wish I remembered his name, but he was the sweetest guy. And when I first made the team back in 2011, he came and did, like, a, you know, a community thing for Graham Washington um, and photographed me teaching dance classes. Nice. So I used to do that down in my hometown. And he came and did like a little photograph article thing. And then come to find out, he also f- photographed the games. So he would always come say hi to me and I Aww. got to talk to him. And so, you know, that was like the one person that liked me from oh the organization. Gosh. But it was just so cool to always know that I could look for him and he would yes. say hi. And like he would tell me about his kids and what they're up to. And 
I mean, we had a game to watch, but it was but fun to But it was nice because you see up. these people every week. I mean, I had my favorite people. There was a guy. I mean, he looked so mean. He was just like not... I feel like I kind of warmed him up to me because I would always see him and he has a scowl on his face and I couldn't figure out like what he did. But I loved him because he was so passionate about the game. So when they were messing up, he would curse and be like, God damn it. You know, like, kind of like, but he would say the stuff that I wish I could say. And so anytime he was near me, I would just be like, yes, like I so feel you. But um, <laughs> but eventually, because I would make, I'm always staring at him, I guess, maybe, I don't know. We started to make <laughs> eye contact, but he eventually softened Aww. toward me to like have a conversation. And then we'd like talk shit about the plays. Like when they weren't playing well, that was my dude. Like we would be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So many people that, you know, to this day when we go back to games um, that you connect with. And it just, it's it's a special moment out there, guys. So just soak it up. Speak to everyone. You know, be the greeter at the Gap that just kind of, that's your home. Yeah. And every week. And watch out for the cameras on the big carts. <gasps> that was another thing you had to watch. Like the sidelines are so busy. It's not just yes. us. There's a million cameras. There's media. There's players. Referees. Um, different people. Equipment guys. Like, Do just, you ever have a play or players like run through you basically? No. I, I mean either. I, I probably would have humped them. I know. That's what I'm saying. Or like I always <laughs> have wanted to like catch the ball. I hate when girls like dodge the ball. Yeah. It's like it's fine. It's just a football, you know. Sometimes shit. I don't want that shit. Well, well, it would be me. Cool. It probably hit me in the nose, and I have a Marsha <laughs> Brady situation. But it would be cool as opposed to like running away from it, like, ooh, don't hit me. Yeah. It's a way that girls move away from the ball where it's like, okay, it's not like a fireball. It's just a football. Yeah, I just wouldn't move. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I want to be on TV too. So it's me like, too. I want to stand <laughs> here. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But there's those moments, yeah, where you just, I love when the action comes close like that, though. Yeah. I just love it because it's something that your eyes can photograph in that moment. There was a picture that was captured from when, like, Marshawn Lynch made a touchdown catch. And, you know, I'm, like, jumping. And I actually framed that and gave it to my mom because it was just so cool. I remember that moment. And then when I was, like, flipping through pictures and caught that one, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, in the background. It catches, like, everything that you're just in that moment and just all the emotions. And just soak it up, guys. I can't say it enough. That's so Do you have cool. some games that, like, the weather really sticks out as, like, being the ultimate shittiest? I think it was actually home opener the year that you weren't on it, mm-hmm. uh, or you retired, actually. Oh, okay. So, just recently, we did the big We Will Rock You mm-hmm. um, come out to center field. I can't remember, but it was, like, a big halftime show that we were going to be incorporated into, and it was raining. We I were remember drenching, that game. But you were in it? Yes. Doom, doom, sh- yes. Doom, oh, my gosh. And we had to wear the whites because it was home opener. That's our glamour uniform. I think that I was there for that. I just remember being drenched. Yes. And it was like, well, too bad. You're not going to go and there's no time to change. change. You're in the whites. You're in yeah. the two-piece. Everybody, I've never seen the whites so wet that, like, the puffy sleeves were hanging yes. and swinging. Yes, I remember that. It was disgusting. Yeah. And that, like, I normally loved the rain. I loved, if it ever snowed, it never did for me. But just, I loved that because I felt mm-hmm. like it was more fun. And it's like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, I didn't just care. Just fuck it to the yeah, wind. Yeah, fuck it yeah. to the wind. It was just so fun and freeing. And it was like, I don't care if I even look good anymore like it was just fun to just go because <laughs> well, I've it. had my eyelashes like come off from the rain because it's like <laughs> pelting on them and you know we're not wearing the hat I was just like should I just take this shit off because it's like you feel so ratchet but you know there's the rain would be kind of fierce in Seattle at times where you know you are just like 
to hell with it. I might as well rip this eyelash off because yeah. it's not going to last. But that halftime, I was like actually embarrassed because I was like, we just look stupid. Yeah. And people feel sorry for you and they're kind of like, dang, you know, nobody loves you. Like, it's really like a sad, just sad yeah. looking wet puppy syndrome. Yeah. I think there were games where it was just the cold and I feel like it was a Saints game one year where it was like between the rain, the wind, and like... I feel like we had like all kinds of storm, not storm systems, but like hail. I just feel like it was like all kinds of things in one game. It was I feel nuts. like I remember that too. Yeah, it was nuts. But I think we've seen some big plays, obviously, all the juiciness. Do you have a special performance that sticks to your mind? Halftime or just like your favorite dance ever? I feel like every year, maybe it was for home opener, but we would choreograph or the director, choreographer, we would do the epic, hella long come out to start yeah. the game. And it always had like these crazy ripples. But to me, they were so fun. Yeah. Because it just was, sometimes the music was more like techno. And I don't know, those just were really enjoyable for me. I just really liked yeah. those. How about you? Well, no, those were the big games. Yeah. I feel like they would, that's when we're like pulling out like all the stops. Maybe that's just, what it was. Yeah, so you know when that's on your game list, whether it was like a primetime game or whatever, like that's your extra, extra special performance. You know, I mean, I always would get sentimental around the Black Scans for Awareness games just because, you know, I'm a wuss and just those moments where you're thinking of the lyrics of the songs and what it symbolizes and you get breast cancer survivors. I'm always caught up in that moment. But one that really stands out because it was just so unusual, I think, for us was freaking Halloween where we danced to Thriller and this weird, uh, this shit I had never even seen before because I guess I just, I'm the one person who didn't see this Halloween movie. I don't even know what it's called. Night- Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, well, there's this dude on stilts with a big white head. Jack Skeleton. Okay, thanks. And um, (laughs) so it was just this huge production. We worked so hard on it, and it was really, you know, some alumni dancers came back, and they're dance, you know, dressed like zombies. And we're just all over that field, rock and thriller, and this weird, here comes Halloween. (laughs) I don't know what that fucking song is. It was so annoying to practice, but I just felt really proud of how it turned out and just being in character in that way. What were we wearing? We wore the stupid, oh, it wasn't stupid, but it kind of was. We wore the masks on the back of our head. Oh, yeah, and, and the tutus. And the tutus, and, okay, that's and, right. like, all black or whatever. That's right. So it was a little, but it, it was, was better than being in the whites. But it was fun. I loved it, and we got to wear our own flat shoes, black boots, Yeah, remember? that's right. And um, I am a huge Michael Jackson fan, so to, like, learn Thriller, actually, the dance. The actual dance. That was, like, so cool, too. Yeah. And then to perform it. That was rookie year, so I kind of didn't realize how special that was. Right, because we hadn't done anything really like that since. I mean, halftime performances for sure, but um, that one was really unique, and we haven't done anything that cool since. So, well, let me shut up. Maybe they did this last game. Who knows? But that sticks out a lot, and just, just things that you wish you can... This was before there was all this footage and Instagram where you can kind of see those performances back, and Mm -hmm. I just wish that they were documented some kind of way. Right. I I want my tutu back. I'm just kidding. No, I don't. So let's just wrap with Locker Talk. Okay. You know, I mean... So this is a huge production. Game day is a very big deal. You hope that everything goes well, but there has been some hiccups. People have had boots break. So the heel snap off of these cheap plastic costume boots. Yes. You know, the girls have to basically make it through the performance and then change boots if you packed your second pair. Yeah, or still somebody's. 11 and the only size 11 because 
you're effed. Yeah. We've had girls biff it. There's girls that have fallen, and you're just like, get up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wardrobe malfunctions big time, like especially in those big game moments. And then sometimes there's just, we've had girls literally run out of time getting ready and show out in one side of their face done with their makeup <laughs> and wearing the wrong top. That's happened, you know? Shit goes down on game day. I just remember in terms of like locker talk, sometimes I'm so slow coming out of the locker room and I promise this is not on purpose, but I took my suite behind time. Well, because she had to pick up her whole apartment size <laughs> lockers. You know, she had three or four filled with like her whole house. So yeah, she had to clean up. I was not, you know, Speedy Gonzalez when it came to like wrapping things up. You know, I'd be eating something, whatever my plate was, because I would save my food that I didn't eat from earlier. And I would put that in my belly and... You know, gradually change clothes, da-da-da-da-da. So I'm always leaving hella late. But they put food out for, like, the opposing players in the on-course area that's right outside of our locker room. And so sometimes I would leave and there'd be, you know, visiting players meeting up with their family or whatever, you know. Would you get a plate? I wish I could. Oh, I, I don't like, think I could girl, pull it you off. Never told me that you were pulling that out because I would have stayed too. No, good stuff. if I could have pulled that off, then I would have. But no, and I would have definitely <laughs> been in trouble. Looking. Yeah, because you know we're kind of everybody changes from their obviously Whatever their uniforms. uniforms. Um, some people would leave in their you know practice attire. Others would dress up. Others would you know just have kind of fan gear on. There some girls some... would be naked, to be honest, <laughs> airing their stuff out, you know, just to relax after the game. Yeah, and sometimes people had on, like, risque outfits. I never went risque. I just, and I think she would try to, like, what? tone that down. Okay, maybe not risque, but, I mean, I you had thigh-high boots and this I've and that. I've done a little something-something. And... I don't remember what I had on this particular game, but, and it, you know, this is nothing to, like, brag about, so I don't even know why I'm talking about it, but... You know, there was this game where I'm just coming out and minding my own business. I got my little suitcase and got my little garment bag. And I end up, like, running into Donovan Ab in the hallway. And Brittany's like, who the hell is that? But he was playing for the Vikings at the time. But I was there in Philly. And not like he would remember me. But when he was with the Eagles when I was in law school there, like, I would see him out and stuff like that. But he ended up saying some slick shit. But I ended up saying some slick shit back. Because I'm such a shit talker, like, anyway. But I was like... I don't know who else was in the hallway, but I'm probably just going to get in trouble at some point for all the stuff that I've done. But this is not locker talk material. But I talk shit to Donovan McNabb (laughs) coming out of the freaking locker room. But that's just because I have a smart mouth. Right. So we take the elevators down to the very first floor and we actually walk out to the parking lot that's Mm -hmm. reserved for the players and their family. Right. So that's how you get back to the elevator. And so our director didn't want us to look too risque. Slash, you know, nobody needs to know that you're going out to a club to celebrate the win. You know, you should yeah. look conservative because there's CEOs and owners. All kinds and of people walking All kinds of people yeah. in the elevator with you heading to their cars or they're meeting up with their family in that parking lot. So, you know, there was a reason to kind of dress conservative. But sometimes I look so scrubby. <laughs> I mean, I was just wearing like whatever the hell. And I was like, screw it. You know, you're just so over it. And you have this like crusted on pink lipstick and... <laughs> I just wanted to get out of there, and I had, you know, I always had my parents or Anthony oh, waiting, waiting for, for me, you. and so I didn't want yeah. to keep them waiting too long. And but I really yeah, but Cuba, I'd be like, "Bye, girl." She's like, "I'm taking a shower." You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm packing up. I was definitely in my like, I'm taking my time. I think with the way that my tickets were in terms of seeing people, it was really going to be like wherever we were meeting afterwards or whatever. But 
I hate sitting in traffic. So for me, I'm not going to rush to sit in my car while I'm just like can't move. So true. So I would just take my sweet old time. I wish I could have hit that line though, that food line for the. That should have been for us too. The opposing team and the cheerleaders Cheerleaders first. Work on that. No, I'm just kidding. But wonderful memories, I will say. I'm getting old. I'm going to have to start going through our stuff to like remember more stuff. But we took you through the entire game day experience and. We want to hear from you guys like what your game day memories are, what your favorite aspects of the game are, and that goes across the board from NBA to semi-pro teams. I mean, the arena football seems so live because you're indoors and it's like the lights can go out and like maybe there's just some really cool shit happening that you guys have to tell us about. Yeah, so hit us up, Let Twitter, us Instagram, Facebook, we're on Patreon. Let's, yes, let's, let's start getting games, those twenty dollar donations so we can get these calendars and make our first road trip of the season. Yeah, which game should we go to? I want to hear what you guys want to experience behind the scenes with us. Yeah, what game? Come on, tell us. Let us know. We'll try to make it happen. Yes, we'll plan for it at least. We are over begging for money. We're gonna do it. So. On that note, until next time, you better keep your eyes on the sidelines. Sorry, yeah. I didn't even include you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more time. <laughs> Take two. Until next time. Keep your eyes on the sidelines.